off top, you know who the first ever draft pick was? Well, the first professional sports draft in American pro sports was in 1936 it was an nfl draft and university of chicago had a halfback name jay burwanger he won the heisman trophy and the eagles drafted him but he decided not to play for the eagles and take a much more lucrative offer to be a rubber salesman play the music Is the Dominique Foxworth show? What up, Charlie? How we doing? Good, man. I was a rubber salesman, real lucrative back in the day. Hey, it's less CTE. Yeah, it's true, but I don't think it was lucrative. I just think they wasn't paying nobody no money to play football. But yeah, that was. Uh, you know how I feel about the draft. Like I appreciate growing up and loving the draft. It's pretty cool. It's fun, and then having been a part of it, had my name called, is also really cool. But when I was doing a little bit of research about my off top, it reminded me why the draft is here. The draft is here to control wages, but I will not ruin anybody else's fun. <laughs> Let's go. Let's celebrate. Let's have a draft. So I wanted to approach this a little differently than uh, most draft pre-draft shows uh, do. So you guys can watch the draft tonight, but I wanted to approach it from the idea of what teams can make a pick that will put them in championship contention. Like who is close, who needs a piece, who doesn't need a piece, who has an opportunity to change the fortunes or improve the fortunes of their team dramatically to the point where we're talking about them in February, not just talking about them in April. So I went through all the teams and uh, made like a tiered system of teams. And I think you're going to like this. Get ready. I know how you like uh, these type of word plays. I guess this isn't word play, but these love tears, yeah. love puns. So yeah, here we go. I decided to go with the window motif. Cause you know, like championship window. Yeah. So, all right. The first group, the top tier, we outside. <laughs> They're not even concerned about the window. They are all the way outside. These are teams that it does not necessarily matter what they do in this draft of course they can change and prove their standing but they are super bowl contenders they are the outside they are not looking at the window i think it's pretty easy kansas city cincinnati buffalo and philadelphia all those teams i think no matter hmm. what they do uh on thursday friday saturday they are in championship contention you say hmm? you disagree with that i have three of those four in that tier. So you're you're either taking out the Bills or the Bengals. I would assume. Hmm, let me guess who you took out. You took out the Bengals. I took out the Buffalo Bills. What? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. A, we saw the fragility of that roster, and I think we're assuming right. that they're going to be a, a dominant defensive team, and they have needs on offense, and yeah. they are not as. Uh, we saw how a stout defense can become less stout over the course of that season. They're my yeah. next tier. They're still my really good tier, but they're my next tier. Yeah. I, they, I mean, so I don't think the thing about the offense is there are holes in the offense, but I'm not concerned about the offense because they have mm. a guy, 
you know, I, I think they can improve the offense. And this is a, a another, I don't know, we need like a, a sounder or, or a terminology so it's not weird when I repeat things that I think are important. But this is one of the things about football that I find to be, have come to be one of my philosophies about like winning is the like general principle in football because it's such an inter interdependent game. Everyone is so reliant on each other. A general principle that I have is you want to be able to take pressure off of other position groups or take pressure off of other parts of your team because you are so good or great at one spot, which is why sometimes you might have great defensive line and still draft a, draft another defensive lineman because like having a dominant defensive line to me is probably more valuable than like bolstering a cornerback group that can go from okay to slightly better than okay. But I bring that up when we talk about the bills because Josh Allen's that guy <laughs> where yeah. it's like, um, and I don't know how to approach it. Does it mean that because he's so good that we ignore the offense and try to address the defense because the defense was really good last year. Try to, reconstruct the defense but i'm not sure i think that's why you let the draft board determine it for you where it's kind of like hey if it comes down to a choice between it someone you evaluate as like filling a hole because everyone in the nfl is good no one's awful it's not like yeah. in college where if you don't recruit a position you might end up with a walk-on who just stinks like right. in the nfl everyone's good enough so sometimes the question is to use madden ratings like, do you want to go from a 75 to an 85 player in this? You like that or you don't like it? I got the face. No, I do like that. I like that. Do you want to go from a 75 to an 85 for a particular position? Or do you want to just keep piling up on what you do well? And I tend to think you're better off piling on what you do well. D-line's always a good example because you got a dominant D-line. You can really get away with hiding a bunch of other uh, deficiencies on defense. What were you about to say? I was going to say, well, I, I see it the same way, but I, I see it in helping Josh Allen. Like, yeah. I, I think you're going to go to the defense. I'm going to go to the wide receiver position where I do think <laughs> yeah. they need a number. They need a number two receiver in the first or second round. It's a, this is an interesting draft to wide receivers because there's no one. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba, but there's no one really at the top of the draft. Like next year, we're going to hear a ton about Marvin Harrison Jr. and how he's a six foot four version of his dad. Um, and he's going to be the best receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson. But there are a bunch of interesting guys between that are going to probably go between a 27 and a 50. And it's like if they end up with a Zay Flowers or Quentin Johnson or type of someone type of type of guy like that, I would be really excited. And that's the type of pick that we're talking about, where it's like if you use your day one and day two picks. They could go from my second tier of I'm not sure what, what the pun's going to be, but up into the windows wide open tier. <laughs> so the Zay Flowers, I, I think he's really good. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll be around for the Bills, but I could be wrong. Um, he's also not a big guy, which I think you want to try to mix, like uh, have like a basketball team, you know, like right. guards and centers and um, and forwards, different size pass catchers, but. With a guy like Josh Allen, who struggled against man coverage, we saw what happened when he got somebody who was going to kill man coverage, and that um, person was Stefan Diggs. You put another guy who's going to kill man coverage, I think 
that's not a bad thing. If he's still around, I wouldn't pass up on him. And I think you got me wrong. Like I tend to want to go with defense, but I'd like to see them go with Jordan Addison or somebody like yeah. that. Somebody, whoever's an operator in the slot. Yeah. Whoever's available, not whoever's available, but if one of these top three guys are available when they get to them, I think that they're better off doing that. And it's not as much. And these guys, these, these good teams are in a position where they can be a little bit more like um, best player available. And yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to is like best player combined with like positional impact in your system. And I think that what they do uh, well there is throw the football. And if they could get somebody else to continue to do that well, they could get up on people and make life easier for their team. So, um, yeah, they, they have a bunch of other needs, but I that's what I would – well, not a bunch of other needs. They have a deficiency at linebacker at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nobody in this draft that jumps out to me as having as big an impact, uh, specifically at a kind of low-impact position. Although they, they put pressure on their linebackers to do a lot of coverage. But – I don't know. We don't need any more time with them. I think we agree. If they can get a receiver, that improves their championship window. Uh, and you also have to always be kind of conscious of the next phase. And the next phase is not going to involve Stephon Diggs at some point. Like the next phase of uh, yeah. Josh Allen. But that leads me to another team that I think is already at that next phase decision point. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. And we could do a whole podcast on the Bengals. I I spent a lot of time in my preparation thinking about the Bengals because let me frame up what the Bengals are doing in this draft. I think what happens in this draft, whoever falls to them can kind of determine what they're going to do for because they're at this kind of uh, crossroads, crossroads in my view where it's time to decide what kind of team they are going to transition into. And that's because they their offense right now has been built around two number one receivers who are underpaid. Yes. They either have to decide that they are going to go all in on paying two receivers uh, number one receiver money with, with Higgins and uh, um, uh, Chase. There you go. Chase, Chase and Higgins. I, I kept Boyd kept popping in my head. I was like, no, not Boyd. He's good too. I know he's good too, but he's not. Yeah, he's not the one. Yeah. So, and I was just thinking back, and Mahomes is the first example that comes to mind is how they transitioned that offense away from Tyreek Hill. And that was smart and try to prolong this window and put a lot more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I also popped into my mind was um, how many times the, the Patriots kind of remade their offense. Yeah. And how they went from a uh, run-based offense to uh, a uh, Randy Moss-based offense to yes. a two tight ends-based offense to a Gronkowski-only-based offense. It's like that understanding that you can't continue to do that is where the Bengals are right now. And depending on who gets to them, they're 28th. So... Again, they'll be looking at some of these same guys. If Zay is still still around, I think they probably go for him. Hmm. Or, well, actually, I don't. I don't think they go for Zay. The one guy in this draft that I think if he's still around, they'll get him is Dalton Kincaid. He's a tight end out of out of Utah, who I think is 
an outstanding pass catcher who is there somebody. Th- three good tight ends in this draft. Three very fun, different tight ends. Yeah, they're fun and different. Um, yeah. Don Kincaid is the only one that I think that if he was still around and I was the Bengals, I would consider drafting him in preparation for uh, allowing um, Higgins to leave and then trying to build something akin to uh, uh, Kelsey Tyreek Hill combo. Oh, like, you're not going to go with uh, the keep the Burrow Brady comp going a Burrow Burrow Brady Gronk Kincaid type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, but I, I needed a, a spot for my man Chase. So I, I, that was the comparison that I thought made more sense. But all right, if they're not there, I, and I think the Bengals did some interesting things in the offseason. Obviously, they went and got Orlando Brown. They stole him. Mm-hmm from the Chiefs to address their offensive line, which really matters. The other really interesting thing about their offseason is their secondary, a shambles. Yes. Like, I know no one's crying over losing Eli Apple, but Eli Apple's a, a NFL cornerback. He's a starting NFL cornerback. He's not like a shutdown corner, but he's somebody that you can put out there and you're not going to freak out. He's gone. Jesse Bates is a top-tier NFL safety. He's gone. So I I think that if Dalton Kincaid falls to them, which I doubt that he does, he's really talented. Yeah. I, um, I top, would, top 15 on a lot of boards. Yeah. I would take him. Otherwise I'd try to get one of those corners. Cause I think this draft is pretty good with corners. And again, they're at the end of the draft. So the top top corners may not be there, but you know who will be there. The second best cornerback in the history of Maryland football, Deontay Banks. I think you go mm. with Deontay Banks there. He's a, a super athlete. Um, and I was joking. He's definitely better than I was. But he is incredible. I think an impact player. And this is a time when I would go away from the idea of stockpiling on your strength. And I would like lean towards let's address these holes because cornerback's the most important position on defense. And they ain't got none. So they need to get them. So... I agree. Defensive back for sure. And this is a, another, this is a draft. I think we're, unless you are in that top, top four or six picks, it's not bad to be at the bottom because there are interesting yeah. guys who like, you look at defensive backs that could be around there. Deontay Banks, Keely Ringo, who is awesome at Georgia. And so anytime you can get a super successful, big Georgia football player on your defense, you gotta take the, take the big Georgia player it works pretty much every time. Um, but I wanted to circle back around on one thing with their offense, which is a pretty amazing stat, which is when, you know, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins are both only under contract for this year. So that's going to be a change in their team moving forward. But when you have Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and Jamar Chase on the field, they're averaging six yards of play. So for this year or moving forward, if they're able to contractually fit and build around that offense, it's basically saying if you have those three guys out on the field, you're going to get a first down whenever you want it. Um, and that's pretty remarkable. And if they had a defense to match that for this year. And that's with bad O-line play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I'm just saying, like, if you, can, if you can go load up on this year and have, you know, a more solid defense that's not going to hold that team back, let's go. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I like that as a, as a choice for them is to lean in on um, addressing that secondary. Uh, I mean, if someone else follows them, well, yeah. The other thing is, Jameer Gibbs has been rumored who people really compare to Alvin Kamara, 
uh, I mean, I feel like anyone who can catch the ball, uh, who sort of has like a shifty style, they're gonna be like, it's Alvin Kamara. But again, we've seen sometimes how those luxury picks of running backs at the end of the first round go. Not exactly my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I don't like that as a pick for a team like this that um, has a bunch of needs. I mean, if if Bijan's still there, then you consider it. But I doubt Bijan's uh, gonna be around. If, um, if Bijan Robinson there is there at twenty eight, the pick will be made one second when they're on the clock. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, Mel has them going with a defensive tackle out of Clemson, Brian Brees, and. McShay is on my page, Deontay Banks. I like that. Go ahead and get Deontay Banks up in there or whichever of the best corners is still available. Um, Philly, obviously, they are That's the, it. Yeah, the best roster in football they were last year. I just realized that before the season started, I picked um, Kansas City over Philadelphia for the Super Bowl. I was right. It doesn't happen often, so I'll take that reminder to people. But um, their roster is pretty much loaded i mean they lost chauncey gardner johnson which i think is a big loss uh he was a safety that seemed like he intercepted the ball in every game they played in uh and i think that this is a team that could go after defensive line depth even though they brought back a lot of that incredible defensive line they are aging and this is a pick for like yeah some impact now maybe if they get tyree wilson uh the edge player from texas tech maybe somebody can come in and be impactful immediately but it's more about like trying to make sure that that stable is full because that is how they won defensively mm-hmm. that is how they won and i don't know if you want to move away from that you want to be sure that you can ensure that you can survive injuries or whatever else that could possibly happen so i think that's a an interesting place for them to go uh, there's the rumors or not the rumors, but the, uh, some idea that Bijan, uh, Robinson, the all pro potential running back uh, out of yeah. Texas rumors that he could go there at number 10. And a few months ago, before I started looking seriously, seriously at that, I convinced myself that it would be a good idea. I don't think it'd be a good idea. It'd be fun as hell, but for this team, the way that's built, uh, I don't think that going after Bijan. Uh, why, why don't you think it would be a good idea? I don't think it would be a bad idea. I just think that there are better ideas to be to be had out there, um, particularly because I think that the strength of this team is their offense and defensive line. And yeah. there are players out there, and they're getting old in both of those spots, like interior on offensive line. They're getting old. Uh, and I guess uh, at least one tackle, uh, two. Yeah. And uh, their defense, their entire defensive line. I know they're uh, trying to bring in Jordan Davis, but yeah, they lost Javon Hargraves um, to the 49ers. They're assuming Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean are going to fill linebacker and defensive line spots. But yeah, you know, those are but, big yes. Yeah, I like strengthening that defense. Or again, I think this is going to be a recurring theme. Go ahead and get a cornerback. Go ahead and get one if he's there. If it's Christian Gonzalez, if he's still there. Uh, you might want to look at him if they they have the Philly has the ten and the 30. ten and thirty. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I wouldn't mind them bolstering their corner because they got two older corners that won't be there for much longer and could potentially get hurt. And uh, their defense certainly thrived on the flexibility that they could potentially have and the playmaking ability of 
talented corners. So yeah, there's not a safety that's good enough to look at the 10 spot, maybe at the 30 spot, you could get a safety to, to like um, replace Chauncey Gardner Johnson, but you could also get, there's some, I think the, the more interesting edge players, since there's not like one complete standout edge player, uh, like Chase Young, who apparently yeah, Washington is not that interested in. Since there's not one guy like that, uh, I kind of like the edge players at the end of the draft for the value. So uh, at that 30 spot, they could get an edge player. Uh, they could also trade out, which is what uh, I think Kuiper suggested, that they would trade with Seattle, that 30 pick with Seattle. So Seattle could come in and get Hendon Hooker, a quarterback of the future, and – the future he's the same age as gino <laughs> it's not fair it's not fair and it's not true um i'm just telling you what taught I, I mean i'm just telling you what mel what mel put out there so anyway um so those are options for the 10 and the 30 pick but they can't really mess it up and the reason why i'm i'm like less inclined to go Bijan, like they picked up richard penny and i think he'll be a good addition their running back room is not it's not empty. And I can reiterate all the things that you guys already know about the value of running backs, how easy it is to find good replacements. And I think the argument for it is their offense is already really good. So why not completely overpower someone and make it a full pick your poison situation, which I don't necessarily hate, but I think when you have a team like this, that's as well built as they are, I wouldn't do the like, all in move because you draft Bijan is assuming that you got him at six years, five or six years tops. I think that this team is one that is going to be competitive or has the opportunity with young talented players at a lot of important positions. If you draft well and hit on some draft, you have a chance to be pretty uh, well positioned for quite some time. So I, I don't, I still don't hate the Bijan pick, but I think they're, they're better served elsewhere. I do think they should go all in on their with their first first round pick, but not for Bijan Robinson, who oh. I like a lot because of his workout, because of off the field issues. Jalen Carter oh. is now mocked at the ninth pick in the draft. No way, no way. I know no way. So like, yeah, I I didn't even but like entertain that have, as a possibility. You have three of the top sixty two picks. You don't need to use all of them to move up. If you only had to move up two spots. Strength on strength. The best oh, if, player hold in this on, draft hold on, is going to potentially drop out of the top four. I Yeah, yes. Yes, a thousand times yes. I don't believe that's going to be the case. But if that happens, like Howie Roseman has been the luckiest and smartest man ever. It has to run out at some point. Like, okay, but if, like just what we think we know. Now. Jordan Davis fell to him yeah. last year. Like there's no way that he, what, yeah, I mean. If he's still around at the 10, so you're saying move up to like seven or eight, five, six or seven or eight. But like, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. We know we have a really good idea right now that we're going to get Bryce Young at the top, unless the Texans are just totally with us. It looks like it's going to be Will Levis with the number two pick. It looks They're like not, that's not going to be Will Levis. Will Anderson is going to go three. And we know the Colts like big quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson go at four. Like then there's gonna be a CJ draft pick. Like you don't have to move up that far, and you have a lot of draft capital. If I am the Eagles, this is like 
you're getting the best player in the draft at a premium position at a discount. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, yeah, that's not, it's not, I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. If he's, if he feels like he's sliding, he's available. Um, and I, given what, like the, the bad workout and uh, the driving um, yeah. arrest and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. You trade what you need to trade to move up and get them. But I don't think anybody is going to let that happen. It'd be outrageous. I, I know. It'd be, it's like I literally feel like the Jesse Pinkman gif of uh, you can't keep getting away with this. How much do you have to? I don't know. I mean, if they had to give up their two first round picks, I would do that in a heartbeat to get him. Um, I would assume that it's going to take more than that because 10 and, and 30 is not worth moving up to to the five spot which is where you think you have to go right i i mean i think there is a good chance that he could be it be there the sixth pick in the draft all right well i hope that happens yeah just be so much fun and be absolutely crazy and someone's gonna play back this tape when he gets taken uh second by the texans or third yeah. by the cardinals <laughs> they're like you idiot it's like, yeah. like I'm, fo- I'm following the mocks i'm following which Kuiper. mock following you the you I'm on I'm on the Raiders mock right now where, where he's projected as the ninth pick in the draft by Chicago. Really? Yes. God, that's interesting. Oh. All right. I didn't see that one. I assume that he's going top five, but whatever. We have compete, right. competing mocks. We do have. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of different mocks. I'm not looking at that mock because that is wild, wild. I'm not going to say anything too crazy because obviously I respect the work that they're doing, but I'd be absolutely shocked. All right. I'm sorry. I got to refocus because you blew my mind. Did I hit all of the teams yet? We hit Buffalo, Kansas City. Oh, we didn't hit Kansas City. Kansas City is like you're going to be in that top tier because you have Patrick Mahomes. They could draft uh, my, my note on Kansas City. Was you know, of course, it was fun to see them play on all Madden without competent wide receivers last year, and they should probably go that direction for Patrick Mahomes' sanity. But really, they could draft me, and I would still think they were going to be in that yeah. top tier for this this coming uh, year. Not much to talk about with them. I mean, they have to replace uh, uh, Orlando Brown, their left tackle, yeah. uh, who we mentioned earlier went to Cincinnati. I think they brought in uh, Juwan Taylor from Jacksonville, but. Uh, protecting Patrick Mahomes this is actually a pretty good draft for tackles so getting another tackle is not a bad idea getting an edge rusher wouldn't be a bad idea it's really this is one of those situations where it's like all right best available get them whoever's there get them put them on your team make them work the only thing that I find interesting about that is what do you think about the chief strategy of continuing to sign right tackles at slightly less value to play at left tackle is it brilliant or is it only work last year because Orlando Brown was capable of doing it? We'll see if they found a, a market inefficiency that the rest of us are like, no, people can't flip their feet. You mean do the same thing they're doing over here, over there? Like, it seems stupid. Like, uh, as someone who played cornerback, you have to run around and you cover both sides of the field. I, I played left and I played right. It's never been anything that anyone said. Like, hey, you can't. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I've never tried to kick, slide and block. But my assumption is if you can do it on the right side, you can do it on the left side. The reason I'd always thought the reason why um, tackles stayed on one side or the other was just because like the concept of 
the left side being the blind side and you want your best right. tackle over there. But, and again, I, it's, it's really stupid if people think that you can't play both or it seems stupid to me. So maybe we need to call some tackles and, and talk to them. It's just, it's just actually becoming an interesting trend to do it back to back years. Yeah. Which is smart. I mean, if you can find that spot, it's, it's smart, but anyway, all right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash df today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DF. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, on Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So the first one was we outside. Now we are on to my next tier. It's the windows open. I just imagine them standing on the inside. But they're looking out the window. They, they might be able to climb out. These are like teams that I think have... The first tier is teams that have kind of already proven it to me. This is the teams that have the roster, the talent, the coaches, but they haven't really shown it yet, and they should be able to. How do you like that? Love it. Window open? All right, cool. So I I'm think just it's imagining a, like a, a kitchen window with like an idyllic cherry pie on the windowsill <laughs> wafting out. All right, well, the, the first team that is inside of that window is ESPN's own. Dallas Cowboys. Mm. They, I mean, they have as good a roster. I mean, Jerry Jones has done a great job. Uh, him and his son have done a great job building this roster over the past several years. And their regular season record shows it. Like, they've been consistently uh, one of the better teams, even when they had holes in their roster. And right now, like, they're losing Zeke, which I think most people don't think is a loss. They, they lost Dalton Schultz, who was a productive tight end for him, which is a loss. Um, and McGovern is gone, too, as a guard for them. That was really good. But they added Stephon Gilmore, who was still a very good corner last year, yes. to play opposite Trayvon Diggs. They added Brandon Cooks to, to take the roof off the defense and uh, allow CeeDee Lamb to continue to work. So they have the 26 pick and I think I'd like for them to go and get Michael Mayer, the tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. If he's still around, I think 
they have defensive line, like defensive line, defensive tackle, interior defensive line issues that I'd like to see them address. But aside from that, I don't see any major issues on their defense. Their offensive line is not as great as it once was. I'd love for them to get one of those tackles, too. There's a lot of really good tackles in um, the draft. I think uh, Dewan Jones seems to me like someone, if he is still around, that Jerry Jones will fall over his chair to go get to replace uh, or to to potentially replace Tyron Smith. Because if you don't know Dewan Jones, he is someone who makes enormous people look normal size. <laughs> uh, I went to the Maryland game when they played them and I was on the sideline just hanging out and I saw Really big, impressive football players from Ohio State. Then I saw, and, and including Paris Jones or Paris Johnson, the um, he's also also ginormous. Yeah, he's the better tackle of the two of them, and offensive tackle, and he's really big. And I see him like, man, ain't nobody getting around that age. And then you see someone who's two inches taller and like thirty pounds heavier. <laughs> Jerry Jones loves a show, so. I would be if he's still around, I wouldn't be surprised they added him there to to uh, solidify the offensive line going forward. However, I do think that the um, the best move for them would be to get uh, the tight end if he's still available, because he's he's a two way guy. And I think moving on from the Kellen Moore offense, they're going to run the ball a little bit more is my guess. Um, So that's that's my thought. Uh, again, I don't think uh, Dalton Kincaid will still be around, but he's also, I don't think he fits the type of tight end uh, that they would want. Maybe if Kellen Moore was still there, they would like Dalton Kincaid, but I think Michael Mayer, what do you think? I also had Dallas in this tier. I had them, I, I, I ranked them in this tier. I actually had them as the last team. I won't reveal the other, the other two All that right. I had ahead. Or the I didn't rank I them. I just kind of threw them in there, like in a tier. Oh. Okay. So, I also landed on tight end and I, I think I like Michael Mayer slightly more than, than you do. I like, I'm, I know what he is. He is going to be pretty good. The thing that's a bummer about drafting tight ends unless they're special is they don't usually produce early and the window is right now with Dallas. Um, with that said, I do think either one of Darnell Washington or Michael Mayer would be interesting. And Darnell Washington, like part of it was just that he was the second best tight end on the Georgia team. But he is a freak. He is gigantic. And like, hey, Jerry, you want to put on a show? You get an extra tackle when you have him. You see yeah, the video fair. of him pushing the sled at the combine? Yeah, that's all I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly, as soon as you brought him up, that's exactly what I thought about. It's just how it just looks ridiculous how everyone is struggling with the sled. And he is just pushing it as if he's going for a stroll in the park. He's an incredible, incredibly powerful dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like the Cowboys more than most people, I think, traditionally, because most people don't think as highly of Dak as I do. But I think that they are well positioned in an NFC that still isn't that strong. And uh, and they've shown that they can be competitive and even beat uh, the Eagles. So they're one team that I think is probably not afraid of the Eagles. So I, I... Dak is very good. They've got an incredible roster. Like they're going yeah. to be lingering. Yeah. And the loss that they had last year in the playoffs was a tough spot on a short week. But anyway, I'm I'm done defending Dak. Uh if <laughs> done carrying the water to get that out. Yeah, I'm was, done carrying, the, carrying the water fall. for cousin Dak. Yeah, it was a short week. It was a tough team. It's a tough situation. People lose sometimes. Sorry. He loses every time. But this would be 
so that's everyone else. <laughs> one team won the Super Bowl. Um, this would be a team that I would think would be an interesting, uh, like a good team to bet on to win the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the fact that they were the Cowboys and they're always overvalued. <laughs> because I think that they kind of are like a, they would be a more stealthy uh, pick if it weren't for we the fact that we talk about them all the time. But anyway, all right. I'll give you the rest of my, my um, windows open group to see if you have any objections. There's only two more teams in this group, and I know you had the Bills. I know you had the Bills in here, too. All right, I got the 49ers and the Jets. Yep, exact same. Good, good. Let's start with – um, uh, let's go to Jets. Okay. Go Aaron Rodgers talk. So, Nathaniel Hackett, you did it. Your job <laughs> is done. Your season's over. You earned your money, Hackett. But he did. This immediately makes him a great hire. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not joking. It's unbelievable. Nate Hackett did his damn thing. You got him there. Good job. Um, yeah, there it, it's there's this team is a team that is close, it's comparable talent-wise to the we outside teams. Yep. Uh the only question is how good is Aaron Rodgers? Was his issues last year with uh injury or was his issues with the personnel that they had there? Was his issues with the coaching staff there, or were his issues his issues? And is this change of scenery gonna fix the issues? And if he can score and throw the ball around and have success, then they're good. And this to me feels like an easy choice for them. The place that they need to address is offensive tackle and a and a draft that has uh, enough good tackles yes. that one of them will be there for for him and for them. They don't really need any more pass catchers. Uh, I mean, they, they could take some. They don't need any help on defense, really. But, of course, if somebody falls to them, that's great. You go ahead and do it. But if the draft goes according to plan, whoever the top tackle that's still around is – bring them in. They've been trying to address that and they have not successfully done so yet. So bring the tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? Just keep that old weirdo upright. <laughs> you have Garrett Wilson. You have all of this talent on offense. The defense was flying around last year and seemed like there were those defenses that had like youthful exuberance with how excellent they were. And they obviously they hit a home run with sauce Gardner, who was probably the best player in last year's draft. Yeah. Um, Keep the old guy upright. Keep him from being weird. And this team should theoretically be awesome this year. I mean, I, I think we're on the same page in this. Like, I think Rodgers is going to be a lot better this year. Like, there was some weird checked out stuff last year. And he's, he's I think he's closer to the two MVP quarterback than the media quarterback we saw last year. Yeah, the, the, yeah it's an absurd cliff that he fell off of, and he showed us some glimpses of that two MVP talent towards the end of last season. So uh, we'll see. I don't think there's much else to talk about with them. Yeah. We talk about them enough. The other team that we agreed on is the 49ers. They uh, have managed to be near or in the Super Bowl a lot recently without having a quarterback. And that still remains the biggest roster hole on his team. It's absurd to me that they are in uh, this tier, but I got to be honest, they're in this tier because they deserve to be in this tier. They've had success yeah. without quarterbacks in the past or without the type of quarterbacks we think you need to have success in the past. So, yeah, and they, they, their offensive line isn't what it once was. They need some there, but the defensive line is still 
pretty incredible. The corners was a spot that they um, have been investing in, but it's a little weaker now. And then they lose a couple people at, at corner, right? They lost uh, Mosley, right? Yeah, Mosley. They lost. They still have uh, Traveris Ward, who's really good. They lost McGlinchey, and they lost Jimmy Ward at safety. So they have some issues in their secondary. But this is one of those teams that this, having an improved secondary helps, but they're powered by their defensive line. And their defensive line, there's no reason to believe that they're not going to be whooping people's ass like they have been recently. That's the interesting thing about this. We give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan for manufacturing offense, uh, which he deserves the credit, but honestly think like the way that this defense has played over the last several years is as big a part, if not oh, a bigger yeah. part for why this team is always in the mix. So assuming they'll continue to be able to do that and a full year and a full off season preparing with McCaffrey, y'all in trouble. So uh, we'll figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback spot. But I, I, I think that they they're looking, they're on the outside, the windows open or they're on the inside, the windows open and they're looking, um, from a draft perspective, though, I guess. They don't have a first or second round pick. Yeah. They have three yeah, third round have, picks. That's what I was about to get to. They got three third round picks. So let me go down the list of all the people in the third round that I know will help this team. List over. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't prep for the draft by looking at third round guys. And also, if you're posted in the third round, you're not going to be an impact player unless you're me. Because I was great. So let's be clear about the 49ers. They're right there with Philly as the best roster in the NFL. No, they're not. No, they are. The one difference is offensive line. They drafted a they drafted a project quarterback. Yeah, that is still a project, and we have no idea. Philly they drafted, traded a bunch of junk for it. Yeah, Philly drafted a project quarterback who's an MVP candidate. Right, that's the difference in the roster. I mean, that's that's fair, but I think the difference in the roster is that. Philly traded away their quarterback and got mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff for him and um, supported a second round draft pick quarterback long enough for him to develop into something special. Yes. The 49ers traded away a bunch of stuff to get a guy who like, I didn't love the idea of, of trading away the stuff to get him. But once they traded away the stuff, I agreed that was the guy you should get because his ceiling was the highest. But then they've kind of that's why I don't think their roster is the same. Like they missed out on a lot of draft picks that could help this team. And particularly with the offensive line, their offensive line is not good. How dare you add nuance to my point? Oh, I'm sorry. Good How job. Good point. You nailed you. it. You nailed it. I mean, you do it to me all the time. Know, the point of the show. Somebody uh, should. We got to speak for the, the informed listener. All right. right. So that, that's everybody in that tier, right? Or do you had you said no? No, no, that's anybody. Yeah, we should move on to the final tier. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, the final tier, face on the glass. The windows close, but their face is on the glass. And then anybody who doesn't fall into this particular tier, their curtains close. Mm-hmm. Like this, if you're not here, then you got to open the curtain. You got to lift the window and you got to climb out. You got a long way to go. So these are teams that I feel like have a lot of things that are difficult to find. And if they have an awesome draft, if they manage to find uh, starters at, in the first, second, third round, they could possibly make a leap. The face on the glass teams are the Chargers, the Lions, the Jags, and the Broncos, which maybe doesn't make complete sense because they also don't have early draft picks, but they addressed their offensive line in the offseason, which I thought was a huge, um, a huge step. And they got Sean Payton and uh, Russell can't be that bad. They still got a lot of talent on the defense, uh, although their coordinator's gone. Uh, Azero Evero, who was a really effective coordinator, only one who was keeping them in games last year, he's gone. They still got Patrick Sertan, who is as good as it gets at cornerback in the league, and he alone is a good enough player to build the defense around. So, yeah, uh, there's not much to talk about for them as far as the draft's concerned because traded all their picks away to get a quarterback who isn't very good right now. But I think that there's some hope there. I, that was That was my wild out there. Maybe some people were going to clown me pick, but I can tell by the look in your eyes that you agree with me. I had it also. Yeah, It's just like, it's like, there's no point in keeping them out because, okay, we talked a lot about Denver and how good their defense was last year. And I know statistically they probably, I haven't looked this up, but I'm sure they didn't end up as the number one overall defense. That's because they lost faith. They yeah. lost faith had in the fact that their reason. offense could, could, could score points. And you, you saw it at the end of the year where they're just like, fuck this. Um, but if Russell Wilson doesn't suck in Sean Payton's offense, the team was going to be really, really good. That's all I have. They still have awesome receivers. And um, I'm sure Sean Payton is looking forward to, to blowing the dust off of his playbook because he ain't been coaching in a little while. And I guess last time he was coaching, he had a guy who didn't have an arm that could. Well, yeah, he coached, for, uh, he coached after Drew Brees was gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just Taysom Hill. I was yeah. I was well. Taysom Hill also doesn't have uh, the arm that Russell has. No, they, they had uh, you know they had um, James Jameis, and Taysom. Yeah, Jameis and which is uh, neither of them are Russell. And I know Russell's not good right now, but there is hope for him. He's been humbled. They took his office or whatever, all the stuff they gave him, and he is back in the lab trying to be Russ. He's great. <laughs> he stuck Russ in the cubicle. Oh, um, can we talk in this tier? Can we jump to the to the Lions? Yeah, let's jump to the Lions. They are the most interesting top 10 pick for me. Yeah. Uh, they have picked six and 18 in mm-hmm. this draft. They have Jared Goff, a quarterback. They have a roster, even with the Jameson Williams suspension, that should be explosive at all of these positions around the quarterback. They're in a terrible conference. 
they're in a division that just lost Aaron Rodgers, um, has an okay Vikings team that should regress, and Justin Fields and a Bears team, which is still a question mark for how good they'll be this year. Tell me why they should and shouldn't draft Anthony Richardson if they can at the six. Yeah, they should. They should. Um, Even though they have a chance to have a window this year. Right. Um, so yeah, the part of the reason why they got into this tier is because their division, them in, in the Jaguars is like, yeah, you're in a division where you're almost assured a uh, playoff spot. You know, like, I feel like they should win the division. Uh, they should be in the playoffs and, uh, that's enough to, to get you some respect uh, along with all the talent that they have. So going for Anthony Richardson, the problem with the Anthony Richardson draft pick is, it's not different for them than it is for anybody else. It's the whole thing about rookie quarterback. So like that's the, that's one of the major benefits of having a rookie quarterback is that you can disperse your money elsewhere. If you're drafting a rookie to then sit him on the bench for people are saying two years, I mean, one year, I guess it's no reason not to get them because you have to sit them one year, but you talk at two and three years. That's uh, an interesting proposition at the number six spot you normally have a chance to have an impact player. The tough thing is with this particular draft, there aren't guys like that. So that, I don't know. I I have that down for me as like, I had him sliding to this spot, Anthony Richardson. If Will Levis is there, I don't think you do it. If Anthony Richardson is there, I think you do it. But the tough thing is like Witherspoon is a great corner out of Iowa and Gonzalez, another, uh, He's not as good as Witherspoon. I think Witherspoon is kind of a class of his own, maybe, of the corners. Um, they need corner help. Go ahead. Well, they they address corner in the offseason. They went and got Mosley from San Francisco. They got Cameron Sutton also. But if, uh, when, if Witherspoon is still there, I think you go for Witherspoon. And then the reason why you consider Anthony Richardson is there's nobody else that uh, is normally – the value of the number six pick is somebody that you think is like, oh, we can build around this piece. I don't think there's anybody else that's going to be there. Well, I mean, unless I believe the foolishness that you're talking about. Yeah. But there's also the, the other thing with, with Detroit is they're pretty good now. They're not going to presumably be in the position to take someone this high at the quarterback position again. Right. So you just don't like you. This is sort of your shot. Like, I think Anthony Richardson should go one in this draft. I really do. I think he's like, it's like, there's only one of him. Right. He's bigger than everyone. He's faster than everyone. Uh, all of the tape nerds tell me that his tape is better than it appeared. And, you know. All right. Let me throw it back at you. Let me throw, let me throw, throw it back at you. I, I like that as an idea. But let's say that Jalen Carter and Anthony Richardson are still available. At six? Mm-hmm. Taking Anthony Richardson. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a damn who you got on your roster. If Jalen Carter is available, you got to put him on there. But you know, Bobby Knight was saying, like, I get to Portland. I don't care that Michael Jordan's not a center. Play him at center. Yeah. I don't care that Anthony Richardson's not a defensive tackle. You need to put him out there at defensive tackle. All right. So, I, I, all right. Here's the argument for Anthony Richardson. The league has changed so much that you've seen teams manage to have some success. Like the the Bears weren't winning games, but they were offensively 
surprisingly efficient with mm-hmm. a quarterback that didn't have an offensive line, didn't have any receivers, and has issues uh, with accuracy it's because of the way that the game has changed. So if you put a quarterback with more physical ability than Justin Fields, with more physical ability than Justin Fields, if you put him on a team that is talented, is very talented, then maybe you don't have to sit him out. Maybe you can bring him along slowly in the passing game because he's so dynamic as a runner. Uh, And that's a different conversation. I think the point that you're making about um, you're never going to draft this high again is a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of who are the best of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, how many of them were taken at the top of the draft. And I, I mean, off the top of my head, I always think Patrick Mahomes was like, top third but he wasn't top of the draft you know uh obviously burrow was at the top of the draft um josh allen top of the draft uh lamar jackson was the end of the draft but he's a unique situation that i don't know will ever happen again because of what he's done is part of the reason why anthony richardson will not fall to the back of the draft um who else? Uh, Aaron Rodgers slid a long way. Obviously, Russell Wilson is a third round aberration. Uh, I guess Russell Wilson is not an aberration because Dak Prescott also is a fourth round. Herbert, top of the draft. I was just thinking about it. Um, yeah, Lawrence, top of the draft. You know, my principle about developing quarterbacks is it's much more important uh, to have the situation around them be pristine than it is for his ability to be uh at the top because i I think the difference between talent wise of the number one overall quarterback in most years now there's certain certainly years where they're outliers where some guys just special every 10 years or so somebody like that pops up but most of the time the difference to me is minute and i mean not minute but it's small it's enough that i think if your roster is better constructed, I'd rather have a less talented, still first round caliber quarterback or even top of the second round caliber quarterback. I'd rather insert. And again, like um, uh, Jalen Hurts, I'd rather have that guy and insert him in a great system, which I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate if they drafted uh, Richardson, but I also would be like, hey, I got a guy that I know could be an all pro. Like, I mean, pro bowler is we're starting there with Jalen Carter. I get Jalen Carter and continue to try to build around this. And then also you have this new avenue of uh, NBA style trades that we're having with quarterbacks where you can package up all your picks eventually and go after a quarterback who's unhappy somewhere. So I, I don't know. I'm with you as uh, being impressed and intrigued by. Richardson, my, but my, got a, my only, a second year offensive coordinator is just it's a lot my only thing that i would i would circle back on that is just that you know it's a situation where it can be brought along slowly and i think it's actually an aberration that someone who's that athletic playing the quarterback position will be there at the sixth pick i think this is like an all-time buy low because of a shitty situation at florida um, and the fact that he's really, really raw right now, but like we're talking about the right situation could foster that guy into being, he's the only quarterback in this draft. who could be the best quarterback in the NFL. You're talking me into it. All right, go for it. 
Let's do it. I mean, I had that as one of my uh, in my little spreadsheet. I'm very passionate about Anthony Richardson. My my spreadsheet of doom that I'm looking at right here. Anthony Richardson is one of the possibilities, and like uh, Will Anderson, if he falls there, Richardson is one of the possibilities uh, of him still being around. But I don't know if I would have the heart to do it. But yeah, I guess it is. It feels less risky. You know what? I'm with you. You sold me, or I just sold myself because you can be good immediately with his physical ability alone with his physical ability alone you can put together an offense that's going to be tough to stop and i i'm not someone who wants to rush him out on the field but the sooner he can contribute the better off you are and the sooner he can contribute the sooner you can find out what type of player he is and you could you should probably just go back and look at what the eagles did and do all of that hire some people from the eagles and do everything uh that the Eagles did to try to bring along uh, Jalen Hurts. All right. Let's, yes, let's we decided. Clear. You were talking about Will Anderson. He's the same size as Will Anderson, but faster. Yeah. 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 I get it. I know. I'm just saying if he's there. I, just, I love the defensive end comps. Every time he's comped to a defensive end, it makes me laugh. The idea that he's bigger than um, Justin Fields is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Because Justin Fields looks like a defensive end when he's out there. Whew, yeah, man, this team is good. Jameson Williams suspension. Um, that matters, I guess. Um, disappointing. We had a whole long conversation about that. But they have two picks. So, yeah, they got that. Then um, later in the draft, do whatever you want. You got Anthony Richardson. I mean, Tyree Wilson might still be around, another edge player. That's something that they do need to address is their yeah. defensive line. The pass rush is not quite up to, like, competitive standards yet. Like I mentioned, they address corner in um, free agency, uh, but they need to do something about their defensive front. All right. I'm sure I feel like we've gone for longer than we normally do. So we only got two teams left. Let's try to go quickly with them. I mm -hmm. think the Jaguars are slightly more interesting, so I'll go to them first. I like the Jags as a team that's on the doorstep. They seemingly were very poorly coached and then much better coached and it comes down to Trevor Lawrence coming around and figuring out how to play football. They lost Juwan Taylor tackle. We talked about earlier. It's gone to um, Kansas city and Shaquille Griffin cornerbacks out of there. Uh, I like Tyson Campbell though. They have a young corner out of Georgia. They're going to get Calvin Ridley back or not yep. back. They're going to get him a true number one for, um, for Trevor Lawrence, which I think will improve him. They've added, uh, I mean, they got Ingram also, pass catcher. So I, I like this team. They ran the ball well. They have a defensive front that was impactful. Uh, they have the 24th pick again. And I think this is just, am I wrong for saying that they should go cornerback? Am I just a cornerback biased person and think that that no. matters? No, I mean, they need to fill their needs and they're still in a position to take, I mean, depending on how the draft board falls at 24, take the best available player. But so much of this is going to be about how the, this team develops around Lawrence and Ridley and Doug Peterson. And they got a good front with them. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker are young, explosive players. All right. Lastly, let's go Chargers so we can wrap this up after the Chargers. I got one 60 second add on after the Chargers. Uh, do it first. All right. Had one extra team of the tier. All right, who is it? It's the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, I have them in here, too. Oh, 
Sorry, I must have missed that. Oh, no, I, I didn't say it. Yeah, the Dolphins oh. are in here, too. Yeah, the Dolphins are in here, too. And I actually like the Dolphins more than I do the Charger. Uh, well, depending on how the quarterback. Tom Brady, who knows? Yeah, I like the Dolphins roster better than I like the Charger. Right. I didn't have it in there. I well, they don't have there. a first round pick. So that's a, I, yeah, that's probably screws why. Screws up the math on it. That's terrible. Yeah, they, 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 you know what? I, I, my note about the Dolphins that I had that I re- wanted to get to that uh, I might have missed was they going to come out with some wild shit at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. because they added Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator and they got uh, McDaniel, the offensive mind. And training camp is all about going against each other and trying to break each other's offenses and defenses. And you come out of training camp, training camp oftentimes as a coaching staff with like some new uh wrinkles i'm looking forward to what two of the better minds at their side of the ball can come up with because what mcdaniel did last year was incredible and obviously they went and got jalen ramsey to play opposite howard uh they got a a a burgeoning i think front is the way i would put it chubb didn't produce the way Mm -hmm. we expected but he was still pretty um impactful so yeah yeah yeah, I, i like that team um the chargers Get somebody who can run fast and catch balls. My only note. (laughs) That's it. That's that's the only note that anyone's had for them since they got Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Since they got Justin Herbert. Yeah. Other long hair. (laughs) Bomb thrower. Yeah. Get somebody who can run fast. You got, uh, I mean, of course, their their defense isn't what it was. um, Austin Eckler, I think, is out looking for a trade right now. Yeah. But he probably going to be back. Yeah. Um, their O line, they got O line, they got a great tackle, should be healthy again. But the most important thing, uh, is getting somebody who can stretch a defense. They're at 21, there should be speed there. Jordan Addison is a name that's come up a lot, they might want to do that. Uh, I think, uh, Kalijah uh, Kansi is a defensive tackle to address their defense, but that's not fun, that's not what we want. And he's not like, I mean, he's a really good pass rusher, I would say, from the inside, but he's not a, a I don't know. And get somebody who can run fast and catch yeah. the ball. Plain and simple. I don't know that there's much more to say about them. Honestly, get a couple of them. Take Jalen Hyatt yeah. in the second round. He's fast. Get oh yeah, I remember that um Georgia game. Was it Georgia? Who were they playing? You know when Alabama. It was, it was Alabama. Yeah. When Hyatt, what do you have? Four touchdowns? Five touchdowns? Yeah, he just took the top off the defense. Bananas. Yep. Made Hendon Hooker into something, but somebody that uh, apparently the Seahawks are going to trade up to draft and build around, even though you said he's old and he's coming off injury. I mean, he is the, the same age as Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't defend him. Oh, well. Good luck, Seattle. Good luck, everybody else. I appreciate you, Charlie. Sorry for going long, or you're welcome for going long. I don't know. Thank you to um, Christina Buswell, Sarah Abbott, and Adi Khan. So happy you guys are here. So, 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 so happy you all are here with me. Bye. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.